From CPRI and the CPRI Knowledge Hub, this is Research Minutes, a weekly look at new and important research in education. Today we look at college readiness and whether a student's high school grades, test scores, or other factors can predict their likelihood of college completion. People do not trust grades because there's been all this narrative that's out there that they're not trustworthy. And then at the same time, people have so much faith in test scores as predictors of college readiness, even though there's not a lot of evidence that that's the case. We welcome Elaine Allensworth, director of the University of Chicago Consortium on School Research and co-author of a new study examining the relationship between GPAs, ACT scores, and college completion. She joined CPRI Knowledge Hub Managing Editor Keith Hugh-Miller to discuss her findings. The relationship between students' individual ACT scores and their college outcomes was weak. In fact, at some schools, the relationship is zero, and it even gets negative at a number of schools. And some important implications for education policy and future research. So if states are judging their policies and their programs using students' standardized test scores, they're probably not getting a very good signal on the actual effects on students' college readiness, and it's probably an inconsistent signal um, given that the relationship is different across high schools. That's right now on Research Minutes. Hello, and welcome to Research Minutes. I'm Keith Hugh-Miller, Managing Editor of the CPRI Knowledge Hub. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Elaine Allensworth, the Lewis Sebring Director of the University of Chicago Consortium on School Research. Welcome back to the podcast, Elaine. Thank you. So today we're discussing your new study, which was co-authored with the University of Chicago's Callie Clark. It was titled, High School GPAs and ACT Scores as Predictors of College Completion, Examining Assumptions About Consistency Across High Schools. It was recently published in Educational Researcher, and it's been getting a, a fair bit of attention lately for good reason. It takes a unique look at the relationships between high school course grades, standardized test scores, academic readiness, and college graduation rates. But to start, could you just um, maybe set the stage for us a little bit? Uh, What did we know about GPAs and ACT scores in relation to college readiness before you set out on this study? Yeah. So we did know there have been studies that have shown that GPAs are stronger predictors than ACT scores. Many studies show that high school GPAs strongly predict college outcomes. But at the same time, there's a sense that high school GPAs are you know, unreliable, subjective, that you can't really trust them. Um, and there also is research that shows it's harder to get high GPAs in classes with high, more high achieving students or classes that are designed to be hard. And so there's this kind of mismatch. You know, if, if GPAs are so unreliable, well, how can they be such strong predictors? Um, So a lot of people will say, well, ACT scores, SAT scores are um, a neutral indicator that can adjust for this unreliability across high schools or different grading standards across high schools. But when you start looking at the research on either ACT or SAT scores, you realize that they also don't have the evidence to, to back those claims. Certainly, there's a correlation between test scores and college outcomes. In fact, all of the studies that they put out to show the validity of those tests, they take students' self-reported GPAs. So when you take the test, the ACT or the SAT, they ask you what your high school GPA is. So they take your answer to that question, and then 
they run a regression equation and they look at how much, you know, that answer predicts your college freshman GPA. And then they look to see whether the test score predicts any more of your college freshman GPA beyond your high school GPA. And then usually it predicts a little bit more. And so they say, okay, test scores can be used um, to adjust for inconsistencies in grading across high schools. But of course, there are problems with that. I mean, one problem is they're using self-reported GPAs. And we know that self-reported GPAs are not as predictive as students' actual GPAs. And so they're using this weak measure and then saying, oh, test scores predict you know, beyond that. So we're adjusting for you know, inconsistencies in this measure. And then the second problem is that they're assuming it's because of inconsistencies with the measure, right? When they're not actually looking to see whether GPAs actually are inconsistent across high schools, there could just be high school effects that make a difference. You know, maybe high schools are better preparing students for college in other ways. But beyond that, and even more importantly, they don't put the test scores through the same tests. So if they they reversed what they did and they looked at the predictivity of test scores with the college outcomes and then looked to see whether high school grades improved the prediction, they would actually see the same thing and actually even more so. And yet I don't think they would say that test scores, you know, have a different meaning across high schools, right? So they, they kind of jumped to these conclusions without actually having the evidence for that. So, you know, we wanted to say, okay, let's put test scores through the same the same tests as GPAs. And let's really understand, well, how much, you know, how much are GPAs actually varying across high school? You know, how much is their meaning as indicators of college readiness depend on which high school you went to? And then let's do the same thing for test scores, because people assume that they have the same meaning, because everyone takes the test under the same conditions with the same questions. But you could prepare for the tests in very different ways, that could have very different meanings for how likely you are to succeed in college. And, you know, schools could be really narrowly focusing on the content of the tests or test taking skills. And then that might not translate into how well students do in college. So we also could see that um, test scores have variable meaning or are unreliable across high schools. So just how important um, an issue do you think this is? What really has drawn me to this research is just how important the answers to these questions are for students um, and are for school practice. You know, we have all, you know, educators who really want to support students to succeed in college and we'll show them research on how important it is for students to be really engaged in class and earning strong grades in high school and saying, hey, you really should be using students' grades as indicators of college readiness and really supporting students to be earning high grades. And every time we talk to educators or policymakers, the very first question we get is, oh, but aren't they subjective? You know, people do not trust grades because there's been all this narrative that's out there that they're not trustworthy. So here we have an indicator that's really, really important and people are dismissing it. And then at the same time, People have so much faith in test scores as predictors of college readiness, even though there's not a lot of evidence that that's the case. And so you have students, so you have highly resourced students taking these tests over and over and over again, taking test prep classes, multiple test prep classes, sometimes as early as ninth grade, even in a middle school. They hate it. They're bored. It's excruciating, but they feel like it's so important because those test scores are so important. And then you've got other students, not from highly resourced families, who are, don't even realize they're competing against students who are doing this. 
and then they're looking at the scores as measures of their self-worth and they're ready and taking those as signals for their readiness for college. And if we don't have strong evidence that they're good signals, that's sending a lot, you know, messages to students that can be giving them really false information and, um, and we can be diverting educators from doing work that's really important around supporting students' strong engagement in classes spending just a lot of time on test prep and um, narrowing the curriculum down to just a few tested subjects. So in this study, you set out to measure the strength and consistency of high school GPAs in a few different ways. Uh, could you give us maybe a general overview of your approach to this work and, and the scope of the study? Yeah. So when people say that uh, high school GPAs are unreliable as indicators of college readiness across high schools, there could be different things that they're thinking of, right? So one could be that all students at some high schools are more prepared uh, or more likely to succeed than students from other high schools. So regardless of what your high school GPA is, you know, a student with a 3.0 at one high school is more likely to succeed than a student with a 3.0 at another high school. And likewise, a student with a 2.0 at that first high school is going to be more likely to succeed than a student with a 2.0 at the other high school. So that would say there's something about the high school that is making students more prepared. And so that's why you know, and maybe you might think, oh, just overall, the curriculum is more rigorous at, you know, the first high school and the second high school. So students' GPAs are all going to be deflated at the more rigorous high school potential. Or, you know, you might think, well, the actual relationship, the slope of the relationship between high school GPAs and college outcomes might differ by high school. So at some high schools, maybe grading is inconsistent. It's, you know, chaotic. And so GPAs don't really distinguish very much between students and tell you who's more ready than others. While at other schools, maybe there's much more consistency across teachers and, you know, you get this very clear relationship where students with higher GPAs are more likely to see than others. So we looked at both those things, right, to see are there these overall school effects or is the slope of the relationship different across high schools? Um, and then we did the same thing with test scores, because you could think the same thing based on test scores, because, you know, there has been a little, a little bit of research that says, you know, the average test scores or times people will use average economic um, background of students as an indicator of school quality. And they'll say that that's predictive of how students will do. So um, we wanted to know, well, is it students' individual score or is it, you know, again, something about the school that's making a difference? So uh, your team came away with a number of different findings, uh, including that students with the same GPA or the same ACT score can graduate from college at significantly different rates, depending on the high school they attended. So could you walk us through what you learned? So we did find that there are substantial school effects so that students with either the same GPA or the same ACT score graduate college at different rates based on which high school they went to. And those are, they're pretty large too. So there's something about students' high school that matters for college graduation that is not picked up by either measure alone or in combination. So the next question is, well, what is that? And so we did try to um, explain those school effects. Um, we looked to see to what extent those school effects were related to school average ACT score, average GPA, 
um, an average economic status of the students. And we found that about half of those school effects, about half the, the size, were explained by either the average ACT scores of students at the school or the average economic status of students at the school. So even though you know we found that students' individual ACT scores were, were not very predictive of college outcomes, the school average ACT score is predictive. And then the next question is why? I mean, it could be because that indicates stronger curricula at some schools than others, and so students are more likely to get higher test scores. But it could also be selection effects, so that families with more resources or more engaged in students' education are more likely to make sure they go to schools with high, high schools with high achievement, and then also more likely to support students in college. So there's still a lot we need to figure out there. If we use students' average economic status instead of ACT score, we find basically the same thing um, because school average uh, test scores are so highly correlated with school average SES. And so, you know, it could, again, it could just be the, that selection um, or it could be something about the, the rigor of the curriculum. Uh, so I'm curious what you think the implications of your work might be, particularly in regard to the increased emphasis that has been placed on college readiness here in the ESSA era? So almost all states have college readiness goals for their students under ESSA. Almost all of those states use standardized test scores to measure progress towards those college outcome goals, those college readiness goals. But what we found was, first of all, the relationship between students' individual ACT scores and their college outcomes was weak. It's really the school average ACT scores that are predictive of how students do in college, not their individual score compared to other students in their school. And in fact, at some schools, the relationship is, you know, is zero and it even gets negative at a number of schools so that students with very high ACT scores are even slightly less likely to graduate college than students with average ACT scores. Um, which is another issue also, the relationship between ACT scores and college graduation differs based on which high school you attend. So if states are judging their policies and their programs and using students' standardized test scores to judge whether they're making progress towards their goals or whether these policies are effective, they're probably not getting a very good signal on you know the actual effects on students' college readiness. And it's probably an inconsistent signal, um, given that the relationship is different across high schools. And my last question, uh, do you think there are opportunities here for future research, either for you or for others who are working in this area? Yeah, I think there's a, there's a need for a lot of research. I mean, one thing for sure, I think we really need to understand the school effects better because they are quite large. And so to, to know what it is that schools are doing that makes a difference, you know, how much of it is, you know, selection effects, but, you know, are there practices that are really making a big difference for students? And what are those practices? I think is really key. Well, this is just fantastic and incredibly timely work, Elaine. And I encourage all of our listeners to go read the full article. Again, it's titled High School GPAs and ACT Scores as Predictors of College Completion, Examining Assumptions About Consistency Across High Schools, and it was recently published in Educational Researcher. Elaine Allensworth, thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for listening to this week's Research Minutes. 
presented by the CPRI Knowledge Hub. For more episodes of this podcast, or to subscribe to the series, visit us at researchminutes.org. To share your thoughts on today's episode, or to suggest future topics, follow us on Twitter at CPRI Hub. That's C-P-R-E Hub. <laughs>